welcome to all of you this evening, and if you're a guest with us this evening, we're so glad to have you in service with us tonight. It's a little bit of a different evening than normal, but we're glad to have you. If you're joining us online, wherever you're watching from, we welcome you as a part of this service, and I'm thankful for a worship team that knows how to be spontaneous. Amen. Some of you may not really understand that, but there's a lot of places where it's it's a lot more rigid. I'm thankful for a group that just knows how to go with it. And um, amen. I, I I do feel like I have something to share this evening with you, and I wanna I wanna challenge you. Um, I'm, I'm not here the remainder to preach just to the graduates, but I do feel like this. This, this ties in with this evening. And uh, so if you would go with me to Genesis chapter 1. It's the, uh, if you have trouble finding that, it's the first page of scriptures in your Bible. We used to always listen for the rustling of the pages to stop. And that's when you knew it was time to start reading. Genesis 1, beginning with verse 14. Genesis 1, 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights and the greater to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created whales and every living creature that moveth. wonder why it mentions just the whales. And every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. I I, I debated asking the uh, media department to make me a title for to see a, a, t- a slide title slide for this evening and I opted against it because you might not want to stare at it the whole time. My title tonight is Roadkill. Roadkill. Lord, thank you for this evening. Thank you for these young people, these young adults we have celebrated tonight, their accomplishments. Thank you for your blessings on their lives. Thank you for this opportunity to gather together, and Lord, I know it's a little bit of an unusual service, but I still trust and believe that there's something you want to say here tonight, and 
I pray in the midst of the unusualness of this evening that you would give us ears to hear what you would say, give us hearts to receive. I pray that you would minister tonight. I pray that our hearts would be good ground for the seed of your word, that it might produce what you desire in our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I started reading, as you know, in verse 14 of chapter 1. And in the verses, many of the verses that I did not read in the earlier part of that chapter, you will find where God, in essence, created the environment. In the beginning of the chapter, He creates the environment. And then the verses that I read to you, he speaks to the environment to bring forth from the environment. But I I want you to notice again, first of all, he created the environment first. He created the the dwelling place of whatever it was, even as simply as, as the stars and the sun and the moon. He had created the heavens first. And then the verses we read, it's in that environment he calls something forth. The Britannica Dictionary defines the word environment as this. It is the conditions that surround someone or something. The the conditions and influences that affect the growth, health, progress, etc. of someone or something. So God creates an environment, and then He creates what is supposed to inhabit that environment. And the things that God creates in that environment are supposed to live, and in essence can only live, in that environment. Had God not created the seas and the water and had created the fish and the whales first, they wouldn't have survived because they can't survive out of the water. So there was an environment, there was an atmosphere that was first created. The problem is this, anything that tries to exist outside of the environment it was created for cannot survive. The reason that we have roadkill is because animals were not created to live in urbanized areas. We teach our children from the very youngest of ages when you're about to cross the street that you look both ways. We have that ingrained in us. If you've ever been overseas and driven in Europe and England on the opposite side of the road, it is a very challenging experience because you do not realize how ingrained it is in you to look left and then look right. You've got to recalibrate that the closest traffic to me here is coming from my right. We learn how to interact. We have wildlife in our neighborhood, as well as many of you. We've got squirrels, deer, foxes, raccoons, birds, 
This morning, as I was driving on my way to church, I noticed up ahead there was some kind of an object in the middle of my lane. The closer I got, I realized it was a turtle. I, I did not drive on it, hear me please, but I did drive over it because it was right in the middle of the lane and so I could drive over it. I thought for a moment, give me a little credit, I thought for just a moment, you know what, I ought to go back and pick that turtle up and put him on the other side. But I didn't. We've got also a bunch of kids in our neighborhood. I have never one time driven over a kid in my neighborhood, even if it was in the center of the lane. Because I don't have to. Because even those young children are being trained how to exist in an environment of the road. I was driving home the other evening with my wife and there's a squirrel in the middle of the road. God bless you if you're one of those people that comes to a stop and waits till it gets out of the road. I'm on the road. It was made for me. It was made for my car. I'm sorry you don't know what you're doing and you're there. I hope you figure this out. And thankfully, he somehow made it between the tires, I think. Because he was not roadkill, but you, you can watch as the, as the squirrel in the middle of the road as you're, it starts one way and then starts the other way and, and because it's not in its environment. We, we don't, and I say this very, Reluctantly, honestly, because it seems like over the last several months there have been a number of times, more than I ever remember, of pedestrians being hit. But it's a very unusual thing to have humans hit by cars because it's their environment. I don't know about you, but most of the time I don't even think twice about roadkill. That deer had a bad day. Too bad. It's trying, of course, through no fault of its own, but it's trying to live in an environment, an atmosphere it was not created to live in. And you cannot survive living in an environment that you were not made to live in. So God created the environment and then He put within the environment things that are supposed to function in that environment. Part of the reason we're in the chaos we're in in this world is people don't want to function in the environment they were created to function in. You were not created to function in an environment 
environment or live in an environment of sin. You were not created to live in an environment outside of the authority of the Word of God. There was an environment you were created to live in, and if you live in that environment, you will be like a tree that is planted by the water, and no matter what happens, you will survive. Can I tell you one of the environments, if you will, you're supposed to live in? That is God's purpose for your life. Because whatever your purpose is, whatever purpose God created you for, He created you to function in that environment. I, I wasn't, and I realized to a degree, maybe all of us can learn it, but for this obvious for a number of people, it comes way more naturally. I, I, I wasn't created to be the worship leader at Antioch Central. I wasn't created to be the part of the music team. I tried taking lessons a couple of different times throughout my lifetime. It didn't work very well. But I know, it's taken me a long time, Brother Middleton, to get the real confidence, but I know I've been equipped for the environment that I was put in, for the calling that I had. You want to know why some of you are dealing with chaos in your life? One simple reason. You're not living in the environment that God created you to live in. Jonah finds himself in an environment that he was definitely not created to live in. wasn't created to live in a whale or a great fish. What got him there? God said, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. That's the environment. That's the purpose. What the amazing thing is, it appears as though you've got your own little bubble environment. Because Nineveh was in chaos and confusion and turmoil. But God says to Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. But Jonah decides, I don't want to go to Nineveh. And I remind you the reason why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. The next time you've got a little bit of issue with me as your pastor and you don't think I'm the very good pastor, just, just go read about Jonah again. Because God sent Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh because I want to, I'm going to destroy Nineveh. They're wicked, they're sinful, I'm done with them. And Jonah, this is Jonah's reason. Jonah's reason for not wanting to go to Nineveh is this. I'm going to go there, I'm going to tell them what you said, and you're going to forgive them. So, understand basically what Jonah was saying was, if I were to go to Nineveh and tell them you're going to destroy them, and you destroy them, I'll go. But since I'm going to go and you're going to forgive them, I don't want to go. Well, the problem is, Jonah, you were created to be in an environment to go declare a message to Nineveh that they needed to hear. And so he finds himself in a fish. And the Bible says in Jonah 2.10, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. You might want to be careful what you do, because you may end up somewhere you don't belong, and you might end up getting out of there. However... 
Thankfully, I have never experienced this, but it's my understanding if you happen to get sprayed by a skunk, it is very difficult to get the smell off. I would suppose that three days in the stomach of that fish was at least as bad, if not worse, than the smell of the skunk. So you know what? God may let you get out of the wrong environment you got yourself into, but it might not be the prettiest thing getting out of it. There's no better place to live than in the will of God. Somebody hear me tonight. There is no better place to live. I don't care what bill of goods the enemy is trying to sell you. I don't care what things the enemy is promising you he'll give you. If you'll walk away from the environment God created you for. The safest and the best place to be is in the will of God in the environment. And so one of the greatest blessings is when you're trying to live in an environment that you weren't created for and God doesn't let it work. Anybody here tonight, any of you adults, you felt like you were the kid that always got caught. You had friends that would do stuff and get away with it and nobody would ever find out. And you'd, you'd plot and scheme and plan and have a perfect plan. And sure enough, somehow you end up getting caught. That's one of the greatest blessings you could ever have. Because the less you get caught, the more you think you can do. And the more determined you are to get away with whatever you want to get away with. So hear me tonight. It is a dangerous thing when you choose to live in a different environment that God created you to live in and everything goes well. Because I can't honestly stand here tonight and tell you if you live outside of the environment God created you to be in that things are going to automatically fall apart and everything's going to be pain and turmoil in your life. If you're one of those people that seems like it's always falling apart, you're, you're one of the blessed, fortunate ones. But unfortunately, sometimes God lets us live in an environment. We still have squirrels running around the neighborhood. We still have deer running around the neighborhood. We still have foxes. We st- we've got it all. Some of them are missing family members. So some of them thankfully survive. There have been times I've been out on, on highways. I forget where I was recently in, in our area, but it was, it was, I think it was somewhere along 50. And there was this spot where a deer was, and I'm like, God have mercy, there is no way. There's no way he's, I feel like it was on an exit, I think. He was kind of in the grass here. First of all, I don't know how he got there. But secondly, I've, I've, I've driven down Route 50 near Red Hot and Blue and watched Pete watch people 
run across the highway. Thankfully, they made it, but I've watched them and sat there going, God, have mercy. But thankfully, they, they at least had a little bit of an understanding. They didn't know which way, they, they knew which way to look. They knew they needed to look. But, but you don't, everything doesn't automatically fall apart. If you were to get up from this service this evening and walk out of here and make up your mind, you know what, I'm done. I don't want anything else to do with God. I don't want anything else to do with church. I will never darken the doors of the church building again. Your world is probably not going to fall apart right away. In fact, I would venture to say it's probably going to feel like it gets better. Because the one that's been opposing you and your commitment and your walk with God is suddenly going to stop because you're now doing what He wants you to do. So there's a relief that comes at least from His side. And so not everybody's life, I can, I've said it before, I can think back through the years and the, and the great majority of people that have been a part of this church and have now walked away from God there's a high percentage of them that their lives are a mess. Marriages that have ended in divorce, problems, difficulties, issues, etc. But it's not 100%. And in fact, there are, there's a few I know I can think of off the top of my head that their lives actually, from a natural standpoint, seem to be a little bit better. And again, that's one of the greatest curses you could ever have. I'm assuming most of you have heard of the Kentucky Derby. It's one of the most popular horse races. It takes place every year and kicks off what is known as the triple, triple crown in horse ring, racing. I want, I want you to listen. I'm going to read just a couple of lines from an article here. Medina Spirit, the original winner of the 2021 Kentucky Derby has been disqualified posthumously following a Monday ruling from the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. That was this year, if I'm not mistaken. Medina Spirit tested positive for an illegal steroid following the race. Monday's decision follows months of litigation and laboratory tests. Churchill Downs officially recognized second-place finisher Mandelon as the new winner in a press release congratulating trainer Brad Cox and jockey Florent Giroux. Medina Spirit was crowned. The winner was celebrated, went through all the pomp and circumstance of being the winning horse of the Kentucky Derby. Only after death, kind of interesting, isn't it? Even though I don't think horses go to heaven or hell. But after death, its crown as the winner was taken away. It's a scary thing if you die thinking you've won. But you haven't been living in the right environment. 
It's a scary thing if you go through your life and you're not in the environment God created for you and everything's going well. You're making money, you got a career, you got a family, you got nice cars, nice houses, nice clothes, nice clothes. Because the problem is if you find out posthumously that you were living in the wrong environment, unfortunately, it's too late to change it. The flip side is this. Some of you may be living, feeling like you came in second place. Based on everybody else around you, as they seem to blow by you, you may feel like you're making some wrong decisions because the world seems to be ahead of the game. That's okay. Because it's really not what happens in this life that ultimately matters. Because what really matters is, what will you hear? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Or will you hear, depart from me, I never knew you. It's up to you to live. In the environment God intended for you to live in. We now live in a world where we take things that were meant for one environment and we can help them live, sustain life in another environment. But it takes a lot of care to do that. Because within, within the sea, When God created the sea, everything needed to sustain the life of the animals in the sea was there. Before God created all of the living creatures that walk on this earth, before He did that, in the environment of the earth was everything. I think Moses is a great example of someone who was being pressured to live in an environment that he wasn't created to live in. Because being raised in Pharaoh's house, he wasn't an Egyptian. Oh, he was starting to experience all the wonderful things that Egypt had to offer, but he wasn't an Egyptian. That wasn't the environment he was built for. And thankfully, according to the scripture, when it was come time to make a decision, when Moses had to decide, am I going to live in an environment that I've been enjoying but I'm not really created for, or am I going to choose to live in the environment I was created for, even though at the present moment it's not the most appealing environment? The Bible says he chose to suffer reproach with the people of God. And at the end of the day, Moses was successful because he got out of the wrong environment and got into the right environment that he was created for. I believe tonight if Moses would not have left Egypt and Pharaoh's household, he'd have been roadkill. Somewhere along the way, all of the anticipation, the expectations for the future he had would not have come to pass because that's not what he was created for. But here's something that's really interesting to me. When you are purposefully living in the environment God created you for, 
God has a way of taking you through environments you weren't created for, but sustaining you. Isaiah chapter 43, and I'm almost done. Verse number 1 says this, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Here's the, here's the environment, Jacob. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Try to walk through the fire when you're living outside of the environment God created you to live in. And tell me what happens. See if you make it through the fire when you're living in your environment without getting burned, without getting damaged from the fire. But if you make up your mind, as David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That is the environment you and I were created for. We were created to live in the environment of the presence of God. And no, that doesn't mean a building. That doesn't mean a facility. That is something that I can live in 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Stand, please. I'm going to give an altar call. It's only 7.25. I know there's fellowship and food. But I, I just, I feel like somebody needs to make a commitment or somebody needs to make a recommitment tonight. I, I want to I challenge one more time the, the graduates, whether it's the high school or the college graduates. As you're trying to figure out life, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, what you're going to be, I challenge you tonight to make up your mind that whatever it is, it's going to be within the environment that you were created to survive in. Because one way or the other, if you choose to live outside of God's environment for your life, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but one way or the other, you're going to end up as roadkill. Hopefully that'll happen in this life when you've got time to realize, wait a minute, I've been living in the wrong environment. I can go back. I now feel like what some of you older adults feel like when I say my stuff. When Jalen was up here talking about these kids and all that stuff and how, you know, old he's feeling because of that. I'm saying what you guys say about me, Sister Gross. You got no idea. 
I, I said to Brother Middleton at one point when Jalen was talking, I said, don't blink. You think you don't know how you got here or you got here so fat, don't blink. So I, I, can, I can still faintly remember high school. And I got to tell you, and even though You don't know this, for 35 years we had a Christian school as a part of this church. I went to it and graduated from it. It was only very small. My, my graduating class, our graduating class was five people. Brother Kimbrell, Brother Vernell Spriggs were a part of that. And even in that small group, there are people, there are people I considered friends. That they were already making up their minds to go a different direction. I, I knew what it was like, believe it or not, in the small Christian school. I knew what it was like to come in on Monday and hear some of my friends talking about the things that they went out and did on the weekends things that I was not allowed to do so I wasn't invited I wasn't I knew what it was like to feel the loneliness from that at times to somewhat feel rejection I got to tell you it, it may not have been easy then but standing where I am today, I would not trade. Because some of those ones I was a bit jealous of in the moment, they've been through divorce, they've been through great tragedies and trials. As you know, we just celebrated 30 years of marriage, four wonderful young adult kids a new son about to have a new son-in-law I'll change one day but it's going to take a little time took a little time with Jalen it's going to take a little time with him that in-law part's going to stick for a little while I wouldn't trade. Somebody said, poor Jacob? Poor Jacob? Poor ja Poor David? Ain't no poor Jacob. <laughs> so can I challenge, can I challenge you young people, and not just those that were honored as graduates tonight, I know I'm older. You say I'm old, but I'm older. I was talking to Sister Valley yesterday after Darius's wedding. I almost said funeral. That would not have been good. Wedding, wedding, wedding. I didn't even have to tell you I almost said that. I just felt like I had to confess. <laughs> and we were talking about that, older. older. I, I think as long as I live, I'm going to be adding the ER. I realize I'm older now. 
But I also can now say what I've read the psalmist said. I once was young. And now I'm older. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. So I beg of you tonight, you may be one of the ones from a worldly perspective. I'll use this term from a worldly perspective. You may be one of the lucky ones that decides you're not going to live in the environment God created you to live in. And you might end up having a fun, exciting, wonderful life. What if you end up being like Medina's spirit? Once you're dead and gone and it's too late to do anything about it, you find out you're disqualified. So with head bowed and eyes closed, I, I think I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to, not that you older adults don't need the word of the Lord, what's been spoken, but I want to make an appeal right now to the young people, to the young adults that are in this place. I want to invite you tonight, this evening, that we've taken time to celebrate these graduates and this sort of demographic that you're a part of. I want to invite you tonight, and for probably most of you, I don't think it'll be anything new, but a recommitment. God, I want to live in the environment that you created me to be in. Because the only way to have true peace and joy and contentment and happiness The only way to live safely is to live within the environment you were created to live in. So can I invite you, if you would, just for a few moments, step out of your seat, walk down to this altar. If you don't really feel it, you're not really serious about it, then, then, then don't do it. And I don't mean that unkindly. But if you feel that way, if it's your desire tonight, You don't want to end up as roadkill because you're trying to live in an atmosphere and an environment you weren't created for. Simple way to avoid that is just commit your life once again to Him. How about some of you adults? Would you just take a few moments with me right here and would you just come join together with some of these young people, some of these young adults? Oh, if we could only see, I know we all believe it, but if we could only really see what God has in store for them, if we could only really see the places that God has for them in His kingdom and realize that the enemy, the enemy is desperate to try to get them to get outside of the environment God created them for try to live in an environment that they weren't created for. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray tonight for every one of these young people, for every one of these young adults, Lord. Lord, I pray that by Your grace, You'd let them be what the verses Brother Isaac read, a tree planted by the river. A tree that's planted in the environment it was created for. God, there's an, there's an amazing environment you've created. 
God, there's an environment you've created for us that is beyond what we can truly comprehend. But we've also got an enemy that knows how to deceive. He knows how to trick. He he knows how to get us to be envious of an environment that's different than the one we're in because it looks better. Knowing, knowing if he can get us out of the environment you created us for, living in an environment that we don't belong in, we'll never survive. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I want to live in the environment that I'm supposed to be in. I want to live in that environment that has righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to live in that environment, God. I want to stay in that environment. Oh, let me be lost for eternity. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I must be saved. Oh, yes, Lord. Far above all else. For above. I gotta be saved. I gotta live in an environment of salvation. I gotta live in an environment that's gonna take me to my eternal reward. I must be saved. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And so whatever. Whatever, Lord. Whatever, Lord. Whatever, Lord. Name of Jesus. Let me be lost for eternity, for above I must be
you have to do, Lord. Whatever it takes, Jesus. Whatever it takes. I know that may not be pleasant. I know that may not be the most enjoyable things, but whatever it takes, God, I must. I must be saved. I must live in the environment that you created me to live in. In the name of Jesus, 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 hallelujah, 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 in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There are those that are still praying, so please, please be mindful of that. I don't want us to disturb anyone that's still praying. But if you're done praying, thank you for being here tonight. And again, you're welcome to join in the in the fellowship downstairs. Whenever you're ready, you can make your way down there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 